0: he is one busybody he goes by the adage of work hard play hard it is fox's jason mcintyre you can hear his show on saturday's fox sports radio 7 to 10 a.m pacific time you also see him on fs1 He is a betting analyst, expert for Fox Sports. His work is all over foxsports.com, other properties as well, formerly of the big lead. I'm Brian Fenley, an anchor with Fox Sports Radio, and this is going to be an opportunity to spotlight Jason and what he is doing with his career and what makes him inspirational. Often the... the notion Jason of you work hard and play hard and that's sort of what you've been going by I was going through your Instagram and I saw this picture of you in a toga from your college days oh. what was Jason McIntyre oh. like at that toga party
1: oh man I did. probably debauchery uh, <laughs> I don't
0: remember much of it
1: because you know that was college but um, I was just going to say that introduction probably one of the top five introductions I've ever had <laughs> goodness uh, it was so clean. It's like, you know, why are you an anchor? Why don't you get your own show on Fox? I mean, geez, Brian, that was, that was super clean. Those are better than my, um, what do they call them? The, uh, the reads that you got to do right before you go to commercial to lure the listener, to keep it locked before changing the channel. Like that's what that was. That's how I read that as your intro.
0: Well, well, Jason is, as, as as you continue to grow and get bigger, when you are one to start a podcast channel, I'd be happy to, uh, to, to help you out. Like when you become, you know, this big controller of, of the media conglomerate of, of podcasting, I might be around to help you. I'd love okay, that. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll, do, I'll be the next, I'll do a cowherd volume type. There
0: you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where did you get the Montreal Expos at? Because I saw oh, that. Gee,
1: wow. <laughs> um, so it, it's so funny that, you know, um, I got young kids and I would drop them at elementary school and, um, you know, back in the day when we were growing up, it was like not a scene at the elementary school in the morning. And, you know, like out here in LA, everybody's like dressed up, going to work or whatever. And I I just like like baseball hats growing up. I would just get a lot of different hats and I would rotate them. And um, I noticed when I came out here, like I, I had some good hats, but I needed to kind of diversify and, and add to the, to the repertoire. And one day uh, my wife came home from drop-off and was like, you know, this dad came up and was like, Oh yeah, you're Jason's wife. He's always wearing cool hats. And I instantly went online. I was like, damn, all right. I got to find something new. You know, I got to add. So I went out and got a Padres throwback hat. Um, and then I added the Montreal Expos just cause like, you're not going to see a lot of people walking around the Montreal Expos. No. Day, you know? Um, so I've always tried to you know, diversify uh, whether it's clothes takes uh, sports opinions, uh, and, and just kind of catch people off guard with new stuff. So Montreal Expos, you know, I was barely a sports fan. I think they had like Larry Walker, Delano De um, I, I don't know. I think Randy Johnson started his career with the Expos wow. maybe. Um, but yeah, like uh, it was just an obscure hat. I'm not like an Expos fan or anything.
0: It, it definitely caught my eye. And as far as diversifying yourself in sports media, I saw this this quote that you put up. And he said, the thing that got you here won't get you where you are going. You've got to evolve many times. How have you evolved in your career as it's been beneficial to your development and growth?
1: Um, so I got to a newspaper back when people, you know, worked at newspapers and read them. Because uh, I went to college to study, you know, journalism and sports media. And I get to a newspaper and instantly the internet's starting to pop. And I'm like, all right, well, what can I do? So I bought the url jasonmcintyre.com and i started to promote my stuff and of course this is early internet um like 2001 maybe and somebody in the staff saw it and was like what's jason doing how is he allowed to do this he's putting stories up i'm like yeah it's like a placeholder you know i promote my work it's gonna help me get freelance gigs i'm right outside new york city um and like nobody was doing that back then so i did that so then down the road five years later, six years later, you know, start a sports blog. There weren't a lot out there. Um, I, I had journalism, but everything got me to journalism wasn't going to get me to the next step. So I had to learn about some coding and websites. And the next step was social media. And you've got to continually be evolving. And like, you know, I get to FS1 2016 and, you know, you look around and there's 50 shows on all the networks, sports guy talk like, why don't we do gambling? And so the first segment I had at FS1 was a good bet, bad bet for gambling. And nobody was doing sports gambling on TV back then. We were early. And then again, so I get to FS1 because people thought the blog was interesting, entrepreneurial, boom, let me go to the next level and do the gambling. And then once I got to FS1, it was like, all right, well, this is good. This is fun. What else can I do? How else? Oh, let me dip back into the website. That's why I started working at Fox Digital. Kind of trying to be a, a, a five-tool player, if you will, um, and I, I just feel like you've got to keep evolving to go to the next step and the next step. There's never like a, a, a finished product, right? You're not like, oh, I got FS1 on TV, great. You're not done. Like that's just opening the door to what's next. And there's always got to be something. And then you know, last year uh, added the podcast, uh, iHeart Radio. Um, And you just got to constantly be evolving and adding and growing. And because otherwise, like, if you're just standing there and you're not making forward progress, it just kind of feels stagnant. And, you know, I'm one of these competitive guys. If you're stagnant, you're going to get bypassed by a lot of folks and left behind because there's a new crop of people coming for your jobs every single year. So
0: how do you not be stagnant, but also appreciate what you've done so far while also not being complacent at the same time?
1: Yeah, it's funny, that's that's a tough one because uh, you know, my <laughs> yeah. wife was always saying, Well, hey, you did a good job on that. I'm like, Yeah, well, that's done. That's in the past, that's yesterday. What's tomorrow? You know, and yeah. I'm always constantly looking forward. And I'm one of these nerdy guys who um, had a, a a one of those I have like manila folders in my office, you know, that you know, keep all our tax stuff and uh, bills. And I had a folder that was labeled planning for the future <laughs> like had future ideas like all right what's next and um where can we invest and what can we do sports wise to be different than everybody um and you really i'm not a guy that rests on his laurels you know um I, I can i play pickup basketball all the time and it's like oh i come home i tell my kids oh i had this great you know i've been working on that dribble and then i did it in fast break <laughs> and hit a three and people are like oh i'm like okay, that's great. What can I do? What can I, how can I level up and cut? And, and I know that sounds like you're in the rat race and always chasing it, but trust me, I I am you know having a lot of fun uh, or trying to.
0: What I think defines you, Jason, is you've been so successful in being that forward thinker where you've seen things you've, you've thought would happen before they happen, because you had that the wit about you to see that what you could do would be sort of ahead of its game. And I think that's what makes you so successful and has made and helped you find that niche in sports media. Jason McIntyre is with us. I'm Brian Fenley. What's different, Jason, about your personality as a basketball coach to one of your kids, as opposed to the one we see on FS1. (laughs) Well,
1: Actually both the kids I'm way nerdy and into it. Um, But uh, yeah, I, 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 don't really, th- I know this is going to sound great. I don't think there's that much difference. I'm pretty authentic. I think authentic authenticity kind of rules the day and the people can see that in that I'm passionate. I played in the soccer tournament last weekend. I'm into it. You know, like uh, I play, pick up basketball, uh, whether it's sports gambling, talking about, uh, you know, my New York jets, like, I'm just going to, I know it's going to sound cheesy, like keep it real. Like if you're authentic, I think people will, will buy into it. Now there are a lot of You know phonies out there in our industry. I'm sure you know many of them. You know you can see you meet them and you're like, "Huh, that's (laughs) not the guy." I read on social media all that. I don't think that's the same guy I see on TV or here on the radio. Like, and you're just like, "Oh, wow, okay." Hey, and that works for a lot of people. That's fine. For me, I've found just being authentic and listen. This is what I believe, and hey, I think Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA. I can back it up with this, that, and the other. I'm not gonna come out here and say this and, and really believe something else. I, I just you know, try authenticity and it, it's kind of gotten me where I am.
0: No doubt. And as far as you giving out your takes and your points, what is bound to happen is pushback because not everybody is gonna agree with your takes. So how do you deal with that? Because the bigger you've become, the more critics we th- that you will have just because of how big of a public fixture you are. So how do you deal with the pushback that comes with your elevated position when you give a point that not everybody agrees on?
1: Yeah, I usually tune it out. Uh, my, you know, my wife says that I'm really good at tuning stuff out, probably to a fault. Um, but I'm not a... Sh- Brian, I don't understand why some of these guys deal with the crap they take on social media. I will just block away. And it's funny because... On the Saturday radio show, we were talking about, you know, somebody who, who's blocked a lot of people. And I was like, I looked at my blocked and I think I blocked like 2,200 people. And they were like, whoa, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, not really. Listen, man, when I wake up, you know, and you, you know, go through your morning ritual or whatever, and then you open social media, I don't need to see you're an effing idiot. You're yeah. a moron. You don't know anything. And your is felt wrong on like all those. Occasions. <laughs> yes. I don't need that. You're not adding anything to the equation. Now, there's a lot of people I have good dialogues with and you want to discuss why I think Luca's better than Kawhi right now. Sure, we can do that. Um, But I I just I don't have time to handle the idiocy and the lunacy on social media. Um, I do like a good sports debate, as you as you could tell. Um, And I'll never forget, I I went on it was early on and speak for yourself. And I was at the desk across across from Plaxico Burris Um, and you know, again, the authenticity and uh, I'm tuning out the outside, you know, I just said to him, like, listen, Odell Beckham is the greatest receiver Eli Manning's ever had. And somebody there was like, this guy caught a touchdown pass. in the <laughs> I'm like, there's no disrespect to Plaxico. He's immensely talented. And he kind of looked like, I mean, Odell Beckham's better than Plaxico Bird. There's no, there's no debate there. There's no discussion. Like that's obvious. Like Plaxico Bird's had a good run, good career, no doubt. But like, I'm just gonna say and a lot of people of course giants fans are like whoa whoa odell's only done this for two years or whatever it was it's like guys like i'm sorry that's the reality and like you know i started this hashtag sometimes like just the facts we can uh, you guys can bash lebron all you want endlessly oh he said he was going to win seven championships with the mavericks or i'm sorry uh, with the heat then he lost to the mavericks and only won two and it's like okay he that was like nine years ago okay what has he done since then? You know, and you, and, and like, you can have a good discussion, but a lot of these people who just want to yell and say, oh, you're an idiot. Like, I, I just, I don't have time for that. Um, I will engage and have a good sports discussion with anybody. Um, but the reality is, as you, I'm sure you know this, Brian, people will act one way on social media and then you see them in public. And yeah. I can, I'll be honest, nobody I've never out here in LA run into anybody who was like, you said some dumb shit. On TV, on the radio, on your podcast. You're an idiot, man. Nobody's ever. Nobody. Nobody. Now, people have had, like, man, you really think KD's better than LeBron? Because I, you know, was at a basketball, pick pick up basketball like three years ago after I said KD had passed LeBron when he was with the Warriors. And this guy who I play with a lot, we're buddies. You know, this guy was like a high school star out here. And he's like, come on, Jay, he's not better than LeBron. I was like, listen, man, are you watching these fourth quarters? I know he's got the better team, but KD's (laughs) unstoppable, He, LeBron can't stop him in the fourth. He's going to win the finals MVP. He wins it two years in a row. Like he's, he's better now. It's not a knock. Um, but uh, again, like I will have definitely have civil discussions. We can have one right now. You want to talk, whatever you want to talk about, I'm game, but like, it's the idiots who want to just come in with the F bombs and the, you know, the constant urinate, like if you're not going to bring anything to the table, I, you know, someone smart said to me that social media is like a dinner party. And your feed is the dinner party, right? Hmm. And I'll invite anybody in, but you're going to say some dumbass shit in my house. Bye. You're gone. See, we don't need you in here. There's really no, by the way, can I say bad
0: words? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
1: And it's like, you know, you go to a dinner party in somebody's house and you start cursing the person in his house. Are you going to last long? Like probably not. Uh, So anyway, that's, yeah.
0: No, what I see from you, Jason, is you are the total opposite of Baker Mayfield because he's obsessed with <laughs> everything that is said to him. And I feel like while you can use that as a source of motivation, I think when you overdo it, it becomes toxic. And, and for your own mental health, blatant name calling, what good is that gonna do just to have that reading through your, 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 your Twitter feed? There's no point in that. And when you think about all of the takes that you've had and all the work you've done in this business, I think one of the things that's underappreciated about you is your ability to break news where do you see yourself in the, the news breaking realm? Because there have been stories that you've beaten other yeah. people at throughout your career.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, so when I was at the big lead, you know, um, we qu- quickly became like a disruptor before disruptor was like a cool word now in like the last five or six years. And Deadspin Spin was, was doing some damage as well. And, you know, they had the Manti Teo story and some others and, you know, we would, we had some big hits. Um, and again, this was like 15 years ago, but, You know, when I was at the site, it felt like, hey, if we can break news, let's try it. But now there's really, you know, the news has become so commodified on social media. You know, Jay Glazer pops some news that X is signing with Y and he has the scoop for all of 10 seconds. And then it's on every blog and everybody's talking, you know, so there's really not a ton of value in news. Now, um, if you want to go back to, I think it was last year might've been two years. No, it was last year. Um, there was an incident with the New York Giants and their head coach got into it with, uh, another coach on the staff and he was let go. And sometimes, you know, listen, the media, you, once you get to the news breaking level on covering a team, you have to you know, protect your relationships.
0: Yes. So, Hey,
1: this happened, but don't report that, you know, we'll give you this later. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Anybody who's a reporter would agree that that is hundred percent how things work sometimes. Like it just, it just is. And I said, well, I had a source telling me this is how it went down. And of course, Ian Rappaport at the time says, I think he just wrote like, yup, or agree or same or whatever it was, but then 50 million giants reporters are just like that's wrong, I'm not gonna no idea. He lives in California, what does he know? I was like, All right, listen, I got a source who told me exactly what went down. Um, and the funniest part was after it happened, this this you know, this radio knucklehead, uh, Craig Carton guy went to jail.
0: I'm sure mm. you know, who he is. yeah, I've heard of him. You
1: know, he starts uh, DMing me or what I don't know if, if he had my text or email, or whatever, and he's like, Hey man, you got to come on the show, you know, and I'm like, No why would i why would i go on? Your, what am i doing going on your show it's like we want to hear your side of the story i was like i told my side of the story i have my own podcast what am i doing going on your show and all these people took it as oh you don't want to face the music i'm like there's no music to face i'm not a newsbreaker. <laughs> this is what happened this is what i heard recently julio jones uh was with the falcons said he wanted out i made a couple calls and again i'm not Schefter. i'm not woge I, I don't want to do that like that's uh, that's just not but When you go on TV and you're out there, you do your podcast, you bring on guests, I go to games. You try to make some sources. And instantly I asked somebody who knows Julio well, and they were like, Titans or Rams. And nobody else in the media was saying Titans. Everybody said, Patriots, all Patriots. you know. And I put out the Titans, I I gave it out on straight fire. And all these people were like, Titans, that doesn't make any sense. Two weeks later Julio ends up with the Titans um and and again again this isn't to brag and i'm sure some people are rolling their eyes and that's fine Uh, brian i'm not competitive with uh news this is what i've heard and again i i I learned i got a lot of this from cowherd because i didn't grow up like a radio guy you know and Cowherd will hear stuff based on the relationships he puts it out there some ends up happening others don't but that's pretty much the news industry anyway is it not
0: yeah, and another thing that you got right was with Kyle Trask, and you said that Bruce Arians had a had his eye yeah. on Trask, and then what, what do you know, Trask joins Bruce Arians, so there you, you have it yeah. again. What has Colin Coward done for you, Could, because I know that your relationship has, has changed over the years, and in a very positive way now. And what has he done for you a nice gesture to help you in your career as someone who, who has you on his show. I, I listen to you guys on Fridays and, and beyond, but as someone who really cares about you, Jason, and looks out for you.
1: Yeah. You know, um, it, it's one thing to just like make it and, and dominate and, and crush ratings and TV and everything that cowards done. it's another to help others. And, you know, yeah. it, it, it I did learn that from him early on. That hey man, you're only as good as the other people you help out. Like you know, you got one life out there. Help people out. And I tried to do that at the Big Lead uh, Worldwide Wob, who's like an NBA guy now on Twitter. Um, I, we had him working at the site. Uh, Ryan Beagle, Bobby Burak, uh, Vic Chotsky. We had so many young guys. I wanted to just help out, bring on. And when I ended things with the Big Lead, when um, we could talk about that if you want, but when that was done, first thing I said was I got to help my guys land on their feet. I mean, I knew I was going to be fine. Um, and, and helping out young guys is something Cowherd's been big on, uh, you know, me, Nick, Wright, Um, Gottlieb's not exactly young, haha, Doug. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he, he he's been instrumental in helping out a lot of people. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's really what this is about, you know, helping others. You just want to be a good person and, and, um, That stuff, I mean, I don't know where you are on on karma. Um, But ultimately, I do think that comes back. And it goes both ways. You're a jerk and a uh, major league asshole to everybody. Hey, man, eventually it's coming back. And I have worked with those kind of people too.
0: Speaking of the big lead, you were working out of your, was it your basement in Brooklyn when you were putting this together?
1: (laughs) I wish we could have afforded a house with a basement in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Goodness, me and the wife had like a, 900 square foot We were dating and then engaged but like a 900 square foot apartment uh in brooklyn i would wake up we had an office bedroom and then a common area and i would wake up at like 5 55 a.m and you know brush my teeth wash my face and then time it so howard stern would come on this was when he was on the radio and i would start blogging getting posts ready and then i would go to my day job um but yeah, like it, it was, it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, you know, being in Brooklyn and then we moved out to the burbs, you know, didn't really want to raise kids in New York city, just get more space. You're able to get a pool in the backyard. I had sold the website at that point. So, uh, you know, we were, I'll be closer to the wife's parents, uh, for free babysitting. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the site was great. It was an awesome run. Um, you know, I don't know that a ton of people talk about this, but you know, sports media industry overwhelmingly is white. Um, And I don't know, Brian, I would challenge you to find out how many sports websites have been sold by guys who were not white in the last 15 years or even run, you know, a lot of these sports editors are all, uh, you know, white guys. And that's not a knock. That's just the reality. they are just, I'm not uh, bashing them. I'm just saying that's like, I'm, one of a very select few that uh, are in this industry like you know people look at me and still to this point they're like so uh, McIntyre you're not Irish right and then my middle name is you know J- Jason Raj McIntyre they're like Indian are you black are you Portuguese Spanish Mexican it's like people still don't know I mean know what I am I got the 23 Me. you know I, I, I've done all that and like you know my family obviously <laughs> is the Caribbean um, but uh, yeah I mean like There just haven't been a ton of guys in the blog space. And there aren't a ton of guys doing what I do on TV. Like, you know, Sedana was a radio guy. He's over at ESPN. Um, But most of the other people worked, uh, sorry, not worked in the league, were in the league. You know, athletes talking about it. Cal Herd's one, Nick Wright's one. Um, There's just not like Dan Levitard was a former journalist. Um, There's just not a lot of guys like me out there uh, who went, made the leap from blog world to TV, radio pod and all that.
0: Yeah, so you created your own identity. And in a way, Jason, you are a trailblazer. How did Fox, what was it like the first time they contacted you?
1: Um, probably shouldn't reveal uh, the full oh, conversation. Okay. Coming, I don't want anybody to get in that's trouble. Very <laughs> funny quotes. Uh, the first time he's like, yeah, hey, uh, you know, I, I had met with Jamie Horowitz way back um, in New York when Coward was filling in for Keith Olbermann on his show. And I like watched the show. We hung out. And they were saying they're building something interesting. They want me to you know, check it out. Maybe I could transition when I moved to LA. Um, and um, I, one of the good pieces of advice that I got, I won't say who I got it from, but he was like, listen, you're going to LA to do TV. You're basically getting dropped in a forest. Okay. And there's no path anywhere, but then you find a path. You can follow that path, which was created by other people, right? They started that path, or you can just forge your own. And I think to realize your full potential, you kind of have to make your own path. Um, and you know, we've been out here five years and I don't know two weeks. Um, and and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, it's it's been an awesome ride, and uh, you know, I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's been some bumps, as there are in life, uh, but you just you can't look back. You got to look forward, and and I'm loving it. FS1's been great to me. Fox Sports Radio's been great. Uh, I Heart. I mean, it's all it's all been an awesome run so far.
0: I got one more question for you. Jason McIntyre is with us. I'm Brian Fenley. Speaking of FS1, when you get the opportunity to fill in with Undisputed, what's it like preparing for that show? Yeah.
1: Uh, so the, uh, first of all, I just was texting yesterday with, the, with the, one of the lead producers like, chomping at the bit, champing, chomping, whatever. Uh, when's the next fill-in? What do you got on the calendar? And then, you are know, just looking at dates. Uh, so I'm very excited that there is one coming up. Um, I will say, the first time I did it, I was super nervous. Like two days leading in, I'm like hardcore research. Um, it's gotten a little not easier, but different. Now there is a workflow where you know if we're doing a Monday, Sunday morning, I'm up early. Uh, I'll go for like a run or do play volleyball or whatever, and I'm back and I'm at the computer, and I'm, that's when I'm starting to look at what the stories could be. And then the producers, like late afternoon, will send out their ideas, and then it's back in the shop chopping it up, like, you know, from like four or five o'clock in the afternoon LA time. Um, All right, so this is probably gonna be a topic, what would I say? And then you got to do your research on whether it's Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers, almost certainly Dallas Cowboys. Uh, And then, you know, if it's one of these retread topics, like a LeBron and Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, you've got to differentiate from what everybody else is saying, because that those are the most popular topics and everybody's saying stuff. It's tough to cut through the noise sometimes. So that's when maybe you make a couple jokes. I made a joke about Kyle Kuzma that apparently killed, but Kuzma didn't like it. Um, I, Kyle Kuzma is about as reliable as the Wi Fi in my basement. You know, and people <laughs> like, oh, like the dollar. apparently Kuzma didn't like it. But, um, you know, for instance, like a lot of athletes watch that show uh, and, and tweet about it, um, you know. I'm not going to say their names, but the one positive was uh, Nick Young, who I've never met, seemed to be a big fan and bought some of the stuff I was saying was funny. And um, I-, I think if you can strike that happy blend of informative, funny, and quasi-hot takey, you've, you've hit that happy sweet spot where you can either please everybody or very much anger everybody you know you don't want to be in the middle like you're in the middle you're the portland trailblazers you know you're you're yeah. good you're gonna win 45 50 games good solid but you ain't winning the chip you'd rather just everybody hates you which has a lot of upside as you know what working in this industry or everybody loves you and the reality is nobody's ever gonna love you that's just not that's not happening so polarizing generally works and again this isn't to say you need to manufacture a take you just need to Find and unearth something that nobody else is really saying, and I i mean this uh 76ers stuff. By the way, they're playing the Hawks tonight. I don't know when you're going to put this out before game two. I'm yeah. telling you, if they lose this series, like the Ben Simmons fake trades are going to be so fun for the next like two months because that's that's where they, it's exciting. It's like okay, they had the number one seed and they lost to the Hawks in the second round. You got to break them up, and the Damian Lillard stuff's fun and. Again, a lot of people don't like it when you come up with fake trades. they are like, that's so lopsided. This team hates it. This Like, I don't care. The mere fact you're engaging with me means that I have hit a chord somewhere with you that it's not like, oh, he said that next. Um, Because there are, Brian, and I'm sure you know, a lot of people out there who keep advancing and you're like, trying to think of the last interesting take that guy's had. I got nothing. (laughs) It's not a knock. It's like, Listen, yeah. there is a way to have a long career in this industry doing that, and that's fine. But I would rather, um, again, separate myself from the pack, be interesting, be authentic, be original, and hopefully that wins a day.
0: You talk about all those qualities, and no wonder you, you've had so much success because you kept them in harmony. You're harmonizing all that. And with the work that you put in, no wonder you, you know what you're talking about, and you come prepared. And for any athlete that says they don't watch like the content and they say, I don't care about it. That's such a lie. You know that, you know that Jason, they, they all consume this stuff and your word goes a long way with them. Jason McIntyre with FS1, Fox Sports Radio and beyond. I'm Brian Fenley. This was a lot of fun, Jason. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brian.